Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Now, we're in this series called Fearless making progress in the face of fear, all right? And so uh, we're, we're continuing to just build our faith up in this crazy time that we live in, the crazy unrest, the crazy stories, depending on what side of the aisle you are on, all right? I mean, fear, worry, doubt can be uh, out in front of us constantly, but I want you to know that God has a remedy for fear. We're learning how to live fearless, how to make progress in the face of fear. I'm so excited for all of you guys who are taking these messages and you're doing something positive, all right? We're not allowing fear. We're not going to allow the enemy to rob us any longer. We've been saying all along that 85% of people's fears, according to experts, go unmanifested. I mean, Think about all the wasted time and energy, and I am so grateful that we're getting light on this, man. Come on, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we continue to talk about these things, as we encourage, as we continue to encourage each other about how we can live fearless in this hour that we live in right now, I believe that we're going to walk into all that God has for us. And we're gonna build some muscles because I feel like on the other side of the challenge, there's always gonna be another one and another one and another one. So why not just learn how to live fearless right now? Why not just learn how to deal with those feelings of fear right now, all right? So we've been reading Isaiah 54, 17. Let's read it one more time. I love this scripture. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Again, we've been saying continually, things are going to try to form against you you. Fear is going to try to rise itself against you. It's going to try to form itself against you, but it does not have to prosper. Come on, somebody. It does not have to manifest in such a way that prevents you from going forward. You know better than that. You're doing better than that. Come on. You are not going to allow fear to rob you any longer. Why? Because it says right here, every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. We're going to tell fear where to go. Fear doesn't belong in our life. Fear doesn't belong in our family. Fear doesn't belong in anything that we have anything to do with. Why? We're children of the Most High God. And it says here, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me. Oh, that's one of the one of the things that you and I get to enjoy every day of our life is to understand continually that you and I are forever in right standing with God, and nothing could ever change that. Come on, get a hold of that today. You are forever in right standing with God and nothing can ever change that. Your failure can't change that. Your misunderstandings can't change that. Sin can't even change that. Come on, somebody. You are forever in right standing with God. I'm not saying sin isn't destructive because it is very destructive, but I gotta tell you, when you know that you are forever in right standing with God, that's the muscle. That's what you need to get sin out of your life life. Come on. So let's pray. Let's believe God today. Let's go a step further today in this series, 
living fearless. Come on, making progress in the face of fear. Father, we just thank you and we praise you so much for the word of God. I thank you for all of these who are here. I ask you to bless them. Let revelation go forth in a great way today. Help us build ourselves to a place till we really become fearless believers. We really become fearless fearless in the face of uncertainty. And Father, I just thank you and I praise you for, for, for the, the hearers today, that they will grow and be everything that you've called them to be. I thank you, Father, for anointing me to speak this word clearly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I don't want you to get the impression that fear isn't real, because it is very real. All of us have to face it one way or another. In fact, it's so real the Bible says it at least 365 times. I think that's what they said. At least 365 times, one for each day, some sort of variation of fearing not or don't be afraid. If it wasn't in the Bible as much as it was, then, then we could say it really isn't a big deal. But fear is a big deal. And so I get that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so proud of you guys for getting a hold of this and listening to these messages and becoming a doer of the things that you're hearing, okay? In fact, listen, every single time Jesus appeared, whenever he appeared to his disciples, what was the first thing he said? Fear not. What did he say when he was walking on the water? He said, don't be afraid, it's me, right? When he appeared to the disciples, you know, when he, in, in, his, in his resurrected body, what did he say? Fear not. He was constantly saying, fear not. Why? Because when you see a man walking in the water or when you saw Jesus in his resurrected body, you'd freak out. You'd freak out too. Come on. So he had to say, fear not. So fear is very real. In fact, listen, every single time Jesus gave somebody an assignment, every time he called them to do something, he always told them, fear not. When Joshua had to take over for Moses, I mean, three times the Lord had to tell him, listen, don't be afraid, fear not, okay? Because why? Because there's going to be feelings of fear connected to or associated with something the Lord may be asking you to do. Maybe you're supposed to take a new job and fear has been preventing you from doing the interview. Maybe you're supposed to get married and maybe fear is preventing you from getting married. Whatever the case is, if fear is preventing you from doing anything, then you are yielding to the enemy's plan for your life. We want to yield to God's plan for our life, okay? And so that's the reason why any time Jesus appeared, one of the first things he said was, fear not. You know why? Because those feelings are very real. So when Jesus showed up and he said to those disciples, or he said to maybe some of you who've received an assignment, and he said the same thing to you, fear not. Here's what he was saying. He said, don't allow the feelings of fear from stopping you. In fact, and here's what I really believe he was saying. Sometimes you just have to do some things afraid. That's what I'm calling the sermon today. Just do it afraid. Sometimes you just have to do something afraid. Sometimes you need to go on that date afraid. Sometimes you need to go on that job interview afraid. Sometimes you just need to make that phone call afraid. Sometimes maybe you need to just step into that ministry afraid. Come on, the devil doesn't want you to, to step into anything that's going to be good for your life or anything that's purposeful for you. But sometimes you just have to do it afraid. I'll never forget the first sermon that I had to give 
I had been doing Bible studies and student ministries and singles ministry and all kinds of stuff. But this particular Sunday, the pastor was going to be away and asked me to preach the sermon on Sunday. Well, my mother had founded this church and so and she was raising up all these other people to do this ministry, you know. And, and so I accepted the challenge at first, you know, to, to preach my first sermon on a Sunday morning. And, and I'll never forget, I, I put my little notes together. But Saturday night, come on, somebody, sometimes, you know, Saturday night fever hit me. And it wasn't the Saturday night fever that you might remember, okay? It was Saturday night fear fever hit me. Fear hit my heart so hard that Saturday night. I was just like, I, I, my knees started to knock. I was trying to study my notes and I couldn't make sense of the things that I had written down or the things that I had prayed about. I was so afraid. And I'll never forget this. It was like around nine o'clock that night on Saturday. I called my mother, who was the founder of the church, and I just said, listen, I, I can't do this sermon. I I'm, these thoughts aren't lining up. I'm so afraid. My knees are knocking. Even now, and, and it's the night before, my, my, I've got dry mouth just thinking about having to deliver this sermon. I, I can't do this. I said to her, you're always in front of people. You founded this thing. You know how to stand in front of people. You're gifted to do this. You need to do this. I promise you, I said that to her. <laughs> and here's what she said to me. She said, no, Dino, you're called to do this. You're going to preach tomorrow. And she hung up on me. She hung up on me. And I was there the night before my first sermon. I just said, well, it is what it is. I felt like I was going to be a lamb led to slaughter, okay? I'll tell you what I did. I got up the next morning, knees shaking, dry mouth, teeth, uh, had to prevent my teeth from chattering, and I preached my first message. Here's what I did. I did it afraid, and I'm so thankful that I did it afraid because the enemy was trying to rob me from the call. The enemy was trying to rob me from the things that I'm doing today. How many of you might be able to say the same thing because you have been unwilling to do some things afraid? Maybe we're missing out. All right. I want to talk about this today. I want to talk about how sometimes we just need to do some things afraid. All right. Here's how we make progress in the face of fear sometimes. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. Come on, put that in the chat. Do it afraid, all right? Here's what I learned through that whole process. I learned that faith takes a step in the presence of the feelings of fear. Sometimes you just have to take a step. This is how we make progress in the face of of the feelings of fear. The feelings of fear are very real, but sometimes you just need to take a step. I learned a valuable lesson that day that sometimes that's all it takes. And here's what else I learned. I learned that fear and faith are opposites, okay? Here's what we learned. Faith comes from God and fear comes from the devil. So when God is asking us to do something, he'll impart faith in us and oftentimes it comes from the word of God, to do something. Now, I'm not saying that the feelings of fear aren't, are, are just going to automatically go away. No, no, I, I feel like the enemy masks around 
in the voice of fear or in the feelings of fear and it's constantly hurling fearful thoughts or, or fearful things at us like, oh, you better not do this or this is gonna happen or, or you're gonna get cancer and you're gonna die and, and you're not gonna be able to enjoy your kids. You're not gonna be able to get married and, and enjoy all the things that everybody else does. That's the voice of the devil and constantly putting fear on people. But remember, fear comes from God, I mean, excuse me, Faith comes from God and fear comes from the devil. That's the reason why the Bible tells us that you and I walk by faith, not by feelings. That day, preparing that sermon, driving to church the next morning, I was doing everything by faith. My feelings were telling me to stay home. My feelings were telling me everything contrary to preaching that sermon. But I realized something that day. Sometimes you just have to take steps in the face of that feeling, all right? So we walk by faith, not by our feelings. So getting over fear then requires not giving in to those feelings. They're very real. They're very loud. And sometimes they're, we're so comfortable with it. Sometimes we, we are so comfortable, comfortable with a fear that we've just allowed and we've lived in and we've just accepted. But I'm telling you today, I want you to live fearless. I want you to break those things and make some progress even in the face of fear. And the feelings of fear particularly, and if you have to just do it afraid, then sometimes we just need to do it afraid. It's going to take building our faith to defeat the feelings of fear. Faith is not the absence of the feelings of fear. It's moving forward despite the feelings of fear. Get that. I'm going to say it again. Faith is not the absence of the feelings of fear, but it's moving forward despite the feelings of fear. And so sometimes we just have to take that step. If we don't, the enemy will rob us. I'm so thankful my mother hung up on me that day. Otherwise, I was going to let the enemy rob me. I was going to let the enemy delay my destiny. I was going to let the enemy steal from me. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come to give us life. But sometimes we have to deal with those feelings of fear. I thought about this. Had I just yielded to that voice, I would have settled. I would have, I would have wasted time. I would have allowed it to get me sidetracked, and that's what fear does. It makes us grow weary, it gets discouraged. Fear will make you stop halfway, and fear will make you actually quit. And, and, and that's not the will of God for us, especially if you have a dream, especially if you're believing for a breakthrough in your marriage, a breakthrough in your health, a breakthrough maybe financially. Fear will want you to quit. It will want you to stop praying, stop, want you to stop going to church, want you to stop actually being an active, devoted believer. That's what fear will make you do. But listen, what are you going to go back to? What are you going to go back to? That's the reason why sometimes in the face of all of those voices, in the face of that fear, you just have to do it afraid. Come on. Somebody just needs to say, do it afraid. Let me build your faith. Let me build your faith here today, okay? Because let's look at what Hebrews eleven six says, because I really believe as we build our faith, we're going to learn how sometimes 
as we build our faith, that's the very thing we need to just simply do some things afraid, all right? Look what Hebrews eleven six says. It says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Remember, faith comes from God, fear comes from the devil. So it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe. Somebody needs to shout, must believe. Come on, it starts right here. Must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Here's what I want you to understand. When we start talking about faith comes from God, and fear comes from the devil, it all starts right here in our belief. What do we believe? Do we believe that God is good? Do we believe that he is our shepherd? Do we believe that we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil? Do we believe that God really has good plans for us? Do we really believe that God's love for us is unchanging? Do we really believe that when we leave planet Earth that we will spend eternity with God in heaven? Do we really believe God wants you to be successful? Do we really believe God wants your family to be successful? Do we really believe that? That's what the scripture is addressing. It's addressing this without faith. It's impossible to please God. And anyone who comes in, we must believe that God exists and that God is good, and that God wants all of those things for us. And as we believe that, and as we seek the Lord that way, all of these other things begin manifesting in our life. That's why it's 7 at 7 prayer, and I want to encourage you to join me at 7 at 7 prayer. One of the things we do Monday through Friday at 7 at 7 is we continue to declare that as we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness all of these other things will be added unto us. We believe that as we put God first, as we seek the fact that we are in right standing with God every single day, that all of these other things will be added unto us. See, that's faith. That's faith believing, okay? So I wanna challenge us our, and our believing. What do you believe today? Do you believe you're a child of God? Do you believe he's got good plans for you? Or do you believe that maybe the rug can be pulled out from underneath you anytime? Do you believe sometimes God is good and sometimes he's not good? Do you believe sometimes God loves you and sometimes he doesn't love you? I want to challenge our belief system today because everything that we do in our walk with God starts with our belief what do you believe? I want you to see how important this is, especially as we start talking about, addressing how faith comes from God and fear comes from the enemy. The disciples that were following Jesus were asking Jesus a question. They were saying, hey, how can we do the works that you do? How can we please God? How can we make sure that we go to heaven? How can we make sure that, that, that everything we do is pleasing God? I want you to see how Jesus responds to them here in John chapter 6. Notice what he says here in John 6, verses 28 through 29. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires. See, they were in this, what's God require of me? What's God want me to do? What's God, what is his requirement? Do I need to pray more? Do I need to go to church more? Do I need to serve more? Do I need to watch my words more? Do I need to uh, 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 be a better person more? All that's good. 
Don't get me wrong. That's all good. But that wasn't how Jesus responded. Notice what he said here in verse 29. Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. This is amazing. He wasn't telling them to work harder. He wasn't telling them to pray harder, to give more, to serve harder, to sacrifice more. He wasn't saying any of that stuff. What he was saying was to believe. You have to believe that you're doing better than you know. You have to believe that you can still make progress in the face of fear. You have to believe that the feelings of fear are real, but we can overcome them in Jesus' name. Come on, do you believe that with me? And here's the deal. Believing this can be scary. I know. It was scary that night. I didn't sleep all night long. It's scary. And I thought about Joshua. Joshua and his first assignment. I already told you, when, Jesus, when the Lord showed up to Joshua, he said, fear not. He was taken over from Moses, the fearless leader. And now here's Joshua stepping into these big, massive shoes. And Jesus tells him, fear not. And then he gives him an assignment. I want you to take the people over the river Jordan. And he tells him, I want you to take the Ark of the Covenant with the people, with the priests that carry it and, and in the army, and I want you to cross the River Jordan. And as you go into the water, the Bible says, the, the Lord told them the water would, would separate. Watch this, watch this. Listen to what it says here, Joshua 3.13. When the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of Jordan... So they had to go into the water. <laughs> they didn't stand at the edge of the water and say, okay, God, is the water going to part? No, they had to go into the water, all right? And the Bible says the waters, the Jordan flowing from above shall be cut off. They shall stand in a single heap. They didn't stand in a single heap before. They stood in a single heap as they entered the water. I, wa I want you to put yourself there that day. Imagine you're one of the priests. Imagine you're one of the soldiers. Imagine you're one of the onlookers and you get to the edge of the water and you've heard this instruction, go into the water. Well, how do I know it's going to separate into a heap? <laughs> Come on, this is faith talking right now. Sometimes you just have to do some things afraid. And so they stood there and I'm sure they put their foot in the water. That first step, nothing happened. That second step, nothing happened. Maybe they were ankle deep in the water and they're carrying the ark and they're looking at each other. Come on, can you imagine Joshua, the leader? Can you just imagine what was going through his head? Can you imagine the feelings that he was dealing with? The oppression, the voices, come on. And something started to happen as they started to wade further and further into the river. God did exactly what he said he was going to do, and he dried the ground in front of them in a heap. Come on, you guys. This is what faith does. Faith sometimes has to take a step in the middle of the feelings of fear. And the enemy will try to rob us the enemy will try to steal from us and prevent God's destiny from coming to pass in our life. But sometimes you just got to look at those feelings and say, I'm going to do it afraid. I had to do a funeral one time. 
It was a double homicide. So people in our church, horrible story. And here I was having to do this funeral with a killer that was still at large. I remember driving to the funeral home scared. The whole community was scared. The manhunt was going on. He was still at large. At any moment, he could have showed up at the funeral home and started killing people. I mean, those are the thoughts that were coming to all of us. And I just remember, I got to do this thing. And I remember my knees were knocking. My, my mouth was dry. And I was trying to keep my thoughts secured and settled in my head that day. When I stood up and I just started to do that funeral, I knew at that point I was God's oracle. His voice peace to those people at that funeral home. There must have been 300 people packed in that room. And I was the guy that was supposed to give them peace, give them understanding. And I was scared on the inside. Here's what I was doing. I was doing it afraid. And sometimes you just have to do some things afraid. And I will never forget in the middle of my talk, somebody slipped a note to me that the killer was apprehended while I was giving my funeral message. Isn't that amazing? Friends, sometimes you just have to do some things afraid. All right, so let me, let me just give you a nugget here as I wrap this up today because there's something that I, I, I want you to catch today. If you're struggling with the feelings of fear and, 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 and you know it's robbing you, you know it keeps you up at night, you know it's preventing you from stepping into all that God has for you, I want you to do this, all right? And I want you to do a really simple encouragement, all right? It's found in 1 Timothy 6.12, all right? It says this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to fight the good fight of faith. Yes, faith comes from God, fear comes from the devil. I want you to fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight to have to resist those voices. It is a fight to have to say, I'm going to do this afraid. But I want you to see something here that is so beautiful. Man, I've been studying the word of God all these years, and I saw something here that is so precious that I just believe this is going to be a nugget that's going to help us to fight this good fight of faith. The Greek word for the word fight here, it means to do battle, but it also means to eat. This is really significant. The Greek word is lakam, and it is also where we get the word lakem, which is for bread. Now listen to this. Why would God put the idea of fighting and feeding in the same word? I mean, think about that. Why would he do that? And here's what I believe. I believe he wants us to know something very special here. We don't fight fear by fighting it. We fight fear by feeding on God's word. When you feed on the love that Jesus has for you, when you feed on the promises of his care for you, when you feed on his faithfulness, when you feed on how much he loves you and how much he cares about you and how there's nothing you could ever do to change that, when you feed on that on a daily basis, you're building yourself up. You are actually fighting the good fight of faith. And as you feed on the promises of God's word, just like that, you will find yourself resisting those feelings of fear. Those feelings of fear, those voices of fear may even rise up against you. But as you begin to feed your faith on the promises of God, you begin to push those things away. I'm telling you, that's how it works. When you feed on the promises of God, you are not doing nothing. 
When you feed on the word of God, you are literally resisting the enemy. Every time you read the Bible, every time you feed on the promises of God, you are pushing fear away. Every time you study the Bible yourself personally, you're fighting fear away. And if you have to do it two or three times a day, that's how you fight the fight of faith. Come on. It's not about physically fighting. That would be easy. Everybody just wants to physically fight. But when you try to fight fear without the word of God, it's like shadow boxing. You're not fighting anything. You're just fighting the air. And the way you deal with the enemy that's coming against you with the voice of fear is to feed on the word of God. Come on, you have to feed your fear away. Come on, get this. You have to feed your fear away. Man, I'll never forget this story of a good friend of mine who, who was dealing with fears in his life and, and, and just doing exactly what I'm telling you. He just this, this fear of loss and fear of death was hitting him. And, and so he just started to feed on the word of God, feed on the promises of God. And he found himself praying, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. He found himself praying this and saying it. He'd be driving to work, praying that scripture. He'd be sitting at his computer when he had a break. He'd pray that scripture. He'd go to the grocery store. He would pray that scripture. He was feeding it, man. He was feeding his faith. He was feeding on the word of God. And he noticed something started to break on the inside of him. Something started to change on the inside of him. And he tells the story how he's, he's at the gas station and he's pumping gas at a not so nice part of town, all right? And while he's pumping the gas, some man comes up behind him with a gun out and points at him and says, I want, give me your wallet and give me the keys to your car. The pump is still in his car and he's still pumping away. And he thinks to himself, he says, and the first words that came out of his mouth was, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. He said that. Then he faced the gunmen looked at him in the face and said, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And he says, when he said that in the face of the gunman, the gunman looked at him, screeched, and took off running. The attendant saw the whole thing. So amazing. You know what my friend did? He put the pump back into its cradle, went to the door, went to the attendant, paid for his gas, got in his car and drove home saying, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. He was feeding himself. Friends, I gotta tell you, sometimes that's what it takes to help us to get to that place to where we'll get over our fear and just do some things afraid. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares about you. He paid an awful price for, for you and I to come to this place where we can embrace these precious promises of God, feed on them, and become all that he's called us to be. If you're watching today and you say, you know, Pastor Dino, what you're saying is wonderful. This belief that God has in us, the promises, all of these things, it's amazing, but I don't know Jesus the way 
that you know him, well, I want to introduce you to my Jesus. I want to introduce you to the Jesus that we're following, the one who can change everything in your life if you let him, will give you a clean slate, who will wipe your past away, help you to really restart your life, equip you and empower you to put fear behind you, help you to become the fearless person that you see on the inside of you. This is who my Jesus is. I want to pray with you right now, right where you're at. And I want you to receive my Jesus. And you do that just by praying a very simple prayer. Pray this out loud with me, just like this. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Make me a new person. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you came to this earth to die for my sins. And God raised you up from the dead to pay for my sins. And so I take you as my Savior now. Change me, Jesus. Help me. Help me start a brand new life. In your name I pray. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.